The future is here, bitches. Don't sleep on Futurero Podcast. What's up, putos? This is Futurero Podcast. We are back, ready to take on this year. Michael, you meant to say putex. Putex, bro. Putex. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Hashtag putex. What's All up, right. putex? We're back with the new year and with a new episode and a new cyborg me. New cyborg me. So going back to wrestling, bro, answer this in the most honest way possible. What's your favorite wrestler's wrestling entrance theme song? Which one do you think goes the hardest? Yeah, I haven't really thought about that. What's yours? I need to hear yours. Bro. I hear voices in my head, Randy Orton. (laughs) (laughs) Edge is pretty fire, too. Well, that was all right, but the Randy Orton one's dope. You got your rules and your religion. They're designed to keep you safe. That's why I asked you that question. That one? Uh. (laughs) I don't know, bro. Some of the songs go fire, though. I'm not going to lie. Some of the songs are slappers. A three six mafia uh rapping Mark Henry song. Yeah, that's true. Oh, he, had, he had three six mafia come out on fucking WrestleMania when he fought the Undertaker, remember? Yeah, huh? They came out with him, right? Yeah, bro. They started rapping and shit. Who else has made a uh fuck bro? Motorhead? <laughs> Triple H. Yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh famous WWE teams. Maybe. Dom Cena. You think his song was the hardest? You can't see me? Yeah. I don't know, bro. Rap. The rap songs. There's a lot of rock songs. Uh, I think 3-6 Mach is the hardest one, bro. Yeah, huh? Or Ray Mysterio's theme song. Buyaka, Buyaka. Now it's cool, too. Yeah. Uh, random ass question, but this is episode 13 of the podcast. New year, new cyborg me. Um, what do you got? I mean, for the new year's man, any new year's resolutions? Um, just to outdo myself always, you know, yes, and, and everything on huh? everything you and everything, yeah, same here, bro. Um, one of my uh new year's resolution is to. I don't know, bro. I think on my extra time, I'm going to dedicate myself to the podcast. That's going to be like, I'm going to be trying to go, trying to grow and shit, you know? Because there's a lot of shit out there, bro. A lot of fucking futurology. Yeah, we see these stories every day. (laughs) Yeah, somebody has a report on it in the most uh, entertaining way possible. There's a lot of uh, people reporting it, but there are a lot of like, um, it's very like boring. (laughs) <laughs> we, you know, I think Putero makes makes these things fun, and you know that's what it's all about. You know, it's entertainment, entertaining the masses. Um, yeah, getting the getting these news to like people too. A lot of people don't really see these news, or like it, it gets pushed to the side. You know. Yeah, these news articles. A lot of people don't see it coming until it happens. Until they fucking see the shit, you know, already happening, or it happens, you know. So uh, sometimes it happens so like in the background, you know, like you don't even hear about shit behind the scenes. Yeah. So let's talk about um, 
Dr. Peter Scott Morgan. So Dr. Peter Scott Morgan, uh, he was a prominent robotic scientist who developed uh, ALS, which we talked about in last, week, last week's episode, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Um, it was like an auto, you know, like a neuron disease, uh, a motor neuron disease that basically become paralyzed your whole body, right? If I'm not mistaken. Kind of yeah, like pretty- Hawkins type or uh, like Steve Hawkins type, huh? Yeah, it's the same thing that Stephen Hawking had. So your mind is still functioning, but your body is just paralyzed. Like you can't move your muscles, you can't move your arms, you can't move your face. You can only like pretty much blink. Um, and he was uh, pretty well known in the UK in the year 2020 uh, when their Channel 4, uh, Primetime Channel 4, released a documentary called uh, Peter the Human Cyborg. Um following his uh, memoir, Peter 2.0. Uh, but here in the United States, not a lot of people know him, you know. Um, Did you see the videos? Did you check it out? Yeah, I saw the videos and I posted them on our Instagram. Um, but the interesting thing is that basically he's uh, he can talk. I don't, know, I don't know how to explain it, bro. I don't know how to like he communicates with his, his eyes, basically, using his eyes. And then there's like, there's like a lot of like AI technology and shit like that mm-hmm. going on too. But uh, it's also coming from his mind as well, huh? I'm not sure on that. I think there's some like, Cause like he could do facial expressions too and stuff like that with the with the avatar. He has like a three D avatar, right? Which I think is pretty cool. Cause like it's it's telling us a lot about that disease too, you know. Because mm-hmm. like a lot of these people can't really communicate. And I was reading that like there's um there's a a part or there's like um times where he felt pain. And like he can't really communicate it because he can't he can't talk or anything. So through the, through communicating with the with his eyes and stuff like that, they're able to to tell when he's feeling like discomfort or stuff like that. So his eyes basically um, partner up with the with the AI uh, the AI technology to translate what he's thinking. So that's how he gets his point across, huh? The blinking his eyes and then the AI picks up the pattern of what he's really trying to say, huh? So I kind of like Morse code, huh? Something like that. Something but similar. The AI, the AI translates it to text and the text translates to translates its words, huh? Yeah. So that's cool. He says he doesn't believe in God. He believes technology is going to save him. All his early science education came from uh, Doctor Who and Star Trek, he says. He taught me that if you're smart enough, brave enough, and have access to technology, anything is possible. Uh, but this goes hand in hand, bro. With like, have you heard of Neuralink? Mm, yep. So Neuralink is a company by Elon Musk, and uh, basically, it's uh, developing. They develop ultra high bandwidth brain machines to interface uh, humans and computers. So basically, they put a, a chip in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. And you're able to communicate with your cell phone telepathically. So you don't even have to like use your thumbs to Google. You can just open up your iPhone and your computer, which is your with your mind. With your mind. You can, you know, just open it up and you can start texting shit in there. You can start texting your mom, 
your girlfriend, your brother, your sister, put your mind. And the crazy thing is um, they put this, uh, the, the Neuralink um, chip into a, like a chimp, like a monkey, right? They put that Neuralink uh, chip into a monkey and they taught the monkey how to play Pong, you know, like the classic game Pong. Yeah, I think I, I think he, he posted that today or something. I think I sent it to you, but it's just crazy, bro. Um, and they're already like running human tests. Like they're gonna start coming out with the their product, you know, this year. And it's one of those things that mean you can communicate with our mind if we both have the Neuralink. We don't have to even talk to each other. We can communicate from across the room with the Neuralink. But that's just scary. I mean, I'm scared of someone being in my thoughts like that. What do you think? Are you comfortable with your significant other or anybody else? Knowing what you're thinking 24-7? Uh, I don't know. That's kind of that's kind of crazy, huh? Yeah, it's pretty fucking wild. The point that it's gotten to, but um I don't know. I feel like my thoughts are really scattered everywhere. Like it, it wouldn't really matter if if you you wouldn't even understand. Like I don't like I don't know. Something you gotta decode. It's just crazy that they have the technology to even do this and that Elon Musk is back to you. That means that's going to be top notch, bro. I mean, if someone like him, you know, he's not going to put his name on something shitty. Uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be something that's going to work and something that has a lot of great minds behind it. So that's just crazy. I mean, going back to that, uh, like maybe if they implanted that chip into, you know, the Neuralink into and to Dr. Scott Morgan, I mean, I wonder what the possibilities would even be. It'd be like taking it a step further, you know? No, so the technology that he uses is GPT-2, an open AI generative deep learning model for text. So it's like a, it's like an AI, it's like an AI for text. It learns, um, learns through the eyes, I guess. Yeah. So it picks up whatever the eyes are saying. That's crazy. Um, in 2017, he was told that he had uh, two years to live. Mm-hmm. It's been like, I think he's still he's still alive right now. Yeah, six years later or four years later, five. Yeah. Huh? But yeah, he's pretty much he's doing pretty good. And I mean, with the technology advances that are coming out, especially since this guy is a doctor, you know, this guy's not you know, just an average Joe. This guy's a robotics doctor. Uh, a robotic scientist, so imagine his mind, you know, being, you know, being able to communicate with us and him sharing, sharing with the world what he knows and what he's learned about his disease. I mean, I'm sure he's had a lot of time to think about a lot of stuff, you know. So I'm sure he's, you know, come up with a lot of theories, you know. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I know, man. It's sad. It's sad in a way because this guy is like, he's not able to move at all, man. Um, but it's also kind of cool that he's able to communicate. He's not giving up, you know? Yeah, huh? Yeah. And the thing is about ALS, bro, like anybody can get it. Like it just doesn't discriminate. Like, yeah. Age, you know, age, sex, gender, race, like none of that. You know, you can just randomly get it. That's what. Teaches you to be grateful for being able to do the things you can, you know. Um, so that's what it kind of taught me, man. I kind of felt sad, you know, when I was looking at his story and just kind of felt for the guy because, you know, he was on top of his career and on top of the world. And then he gets this disease, you know, that he can't even control it. 
Yeah. But he's still, you know, he's still going hard, you know, he's still like not giving up and he's still like communicating with people. Yeah, it's just how inspiring. It's just pretty cool seeing that, like, you know. Yeah. And the crazy thing is he came out as gay in the 1970s. It wasn't yeah. family except his parents that disowned him. The world told them you really don't fit in. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. Uh, and in 2005, uh, he married his partner, Francis, and um, it became the UK's first legally recognized homosexual couple. Mm. After the laws were revised in 2014, the two were officially married there. Damn. Uh, it's crazy, bro, because in 2017, he uh, was diagnosed with ALS. And he realized quickly he needed to re-engineer his body before becoming locked in. You know what locked in means? Oh, I mean, like, you're locked in, bro. You can't. You're paralyzed. You're like, done. Yeah. yeah. He envisioned three surgeries. Gastronomy, colostomy, and cytokosmy. Triple-osomy, huh? Tri- triple. Yeah. Triple-osomy, yeah. He called it the surgeries of last summer. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. Uh, yeah, so he did that to, like, basically speak not speed it up but like so he can start you know doing his research and work and trying to you know see what he can learn about the disease and stuff like that yeah like i said this guy's a robotic scientist man he's actually like an actual doctor so um shout out to him and hopefully you know hopefully in the future i mean we get to hang out with him in the metaverse all right that'd be dope yeah i mean get a conversation with this guy but with the way technology is going, bro, like this guy's gonna have like I'm sure if not this is not the last we see him. I see him as being like another Stephen Hawkins, you know. But with today's technology, can you imagine that? Yeah, that's true, huh? Yeah. Yeah, this guy's a legend, a pioneer. Stephen Hawkins? No, Scott Morgan. Both of them. Oh, yeah, yeah, both of them, yeah. Shout out to Stephen Hawkins, bro. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. That guy's like freaking one of the smartest people to ever step foot into the planet. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, on uh, let's go on. Let's go to you want to hop on to the next one, bro? I'm kind of like getting there you old. Go, ready? I'm ready. <laughs> um, Apple's Air Tag for car thieves and stalkers. Um, Apple has an Basically Air Tag. The the air tags, do you have one or no? No, bro, but I was thinking about getting them for my tools and shit because sometimes I'm in my truck alone and shit and I'm scared that my tools aren't going to get jacked. Uh, That's a good idea. So I was thinking about getting it for like my tools because those tools are like $400, $500 each, you know? And I was like, fuck, if I could get a $3 air tag or whatever, I can just go up someone's ass and they steal my shit. Pretty cheap. I didn't know they're that cheap. They're 30 bucks. Put one on your dog or on your cat. <laughs> no, they're always here. They're, they're house cat, home cats. Yeah. Okay. Uh, imagine you're driving alone late at night and after an evening out at a bar when you're suddenly your iPhone vibrates. AirTag found moving with you reads a notification on your iPhone. The location of this AirTag can be seen by the owner. The roads are empty. There's no oh, wait, other they a notification. Yeah, it's in your notifications. And as you continue to drive, the notification pops up again and again on your iPhone. Someone following you, exactly what's going on here? Uh, it's a scary situation, according to Twitter users Sega and Genesis, who goes by Jenna <laughs> on the platform. It happened to her. Jenna shared an ordeal 
in a viral Twitter thread uh, and, and a DM with Mashable. She since uh, then has her account private. Uh, so this article actually comes from Mashable.com. Hi friends, so something's kind of terrifying happened to me last night. Someone attached an Apple AirTag to the underside of my front wheel while I was inside a bar. So that's freaking scary, bro. That means they were trying to like stalk her and God knows do, do what to her, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh, so we all know where AirTags are. Uh, if you don't know what AirTags are, where you can attach to your ship, blah, blah, blah. Uh, kind of like a tile or whatever. Uh, so that means if someone attaches an AirTag to your van, are you going to be able to see that shit on your iPhone? Basically, that's the point. Or even an Android, they said they got it for Android too now. Oh, okay. Yeah, but um, that's that's kind of interesting to see. So um, Apple did realize that their tech could be weaponized for stalkers and, and abusive people. Uh, yeah, so they took precautions, um, such as the iPhone notification. Uh, they also uh, released an. Android app that scans for unwanted air tags. So shout out to Apple, man, for thinking ahead. Shout out to Tim Apple and his good ideas. Tim Apple, yep. Yeah, dude, it's funny because uh, during the holiday season, I was on, I forget if I was on Reddit, on Instagram or next door, bro. I um, literally on those three apps most of the time, but some, uh, you know, the Christmas floatables. Mm-hmm. You know the Christmas decorations, you know the little floaty ones. Yeah. So uh, someone put air tags on them, right? Because people were stealing them and shit here in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. You know the ones you put in front lawn, like the big ass snowman, the puffy ones that you know, or whatever. Oh yeah. And someone put an air tag on them, and they stole the damn snowman. So they went with the cops to go track track it down. And they found all the inflatables like in an apartment complex. <laughs> and the cops said they could do nothing, they couldn't do anything about it. They found it in a person's property or what? In an apartment complex. But I mean, who could have, you know, they don't know who could have done it because it's just how people in an apartment complex. They're all like organized in the apartment complex. Like if they're part of the apartment complex. <laughs> the apartment owners did it. The apartment owners or maybe people that live there, you know, that um to decorate up the neighborhood. Yeah, to decorate the neighborhood. Who knows, bro? Spread that Christmas cheer around, huh? For real, bro. By causing misery to somebody else in the suburbs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I kind of feel for the people that uh, got their shit stolen because we put, like, Halloween ones. Yeah. Halloween ones during Halloween. But, I mean, not nobody stole them. But, you know, I was like, I would have been pissed if they would have stole them because, you know, they bring joy to the neighborhood. And they bring joy, you know, they just bring joy to me when I see them, yeah. Yeah, huh? Wave to them and shit, wave bye to them, say say, say good morning to them as I walk out the door. For real? Yeah. They're my oh, family yeah. at that point, bro. Come on now. Yeah? They have a high five when I come back from work. They have, they're holding a beer. A beer, a beer for me. That's a long day. <laughs> you know what? They should put Neuralink on one of those. <laughs> on the floaties? On the floaties, bro. What the fuck? <laughs> you got to do it. You got to do, do it, it, bro. 
All right. So what do you next topic, the self-driving semi-trucks. Yeah, tell me about that one, bro. So Too Simple becomes the first to successfully operate to operate fully autonomous semi-trucks. Why the hell did they call themselves Too Simple and spelled it with T-U? Too Simple. Bro, they sound like a bunch of simpletons. <laughs> I don't know. Too Simple. Bro, I got to freaking figure out where this company's from. Is Tucson, Tucson, Arizona. Oh, well, it says headquarters in California. Oh, what? The headquarters are in California. Oh, San Diego? Yeah. Too simple. Well, their journey began in Tucson, Arizona. Mm. And it ended in the Phoenix metropolis area. Which was like the 80-mile trip. They successfully navigated surface streets, traffic signals, on-ramps, off-ramps, emergency lane vehicles, and highway lane changes in open traffic. That's dope, bro. You know what I think? I think that truck drivers are the last cowboys in in the world, the last real cowboys, you know? The last buckaroos? The last buckaroos, bro. I mean, you know, they get on their truck long hours it's like the last real like manly you know like the last real you know like you gotta be a fucking tough hard ass you know to be a, to be a fucking truck driver you know yeah yeah you stop at some diner somewhere in the middle of nowhere have some coffee straight black you know eat, eat some hash browns and eggs in the middle of nowhere and you get a back <laughs> truck, use the bathroom shower and then off to your next destination bro it takes a lot, man. I think there's a, you know, shout out to truck drivers, bro. Yeah, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of work, a lot of hours and shit like that. A lot of hours you put in and a lot of stress, too, bro, because a lot of people out there drive like shit, like assholes, you know? Yeah. But I'm sure, you know, like, I was sitting in this podcast, and I think it's called Truck Driver Stories, right? <laughs> but it's like all the, you know, it's nothing but truck drivers talking about the crazy shit they've seen on the road over the years. Mm-hmm. And some of these people, you know, dude, just imagine these guys are in, on the road. 12, 15 hours, 20 hours a day sometimes. They see a lot of shit, bro. A lot of car accidents, a lot of, you know, hitchhikers, a lot of weirdos, you know, and stop in the middle of, you know, some weird-ass town, bro. Like, these people see it all, you know, especially the ones that do statewide trips. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, bro. Uh, I don't know, man. It's pretty dope, man. I was thinking even about uh, about getting my truck driver license, you know, like just having it as a second thing, you know, you know, just having learning a new skill. Yeah. So, I mean, you can make like you can make bank. I mean, and it's not not about that, but you're also like so you traveling a lot too, you know, like you become you and your rig become like one, you know. Yeah, with the road. Yeah, with the road, and it's just I don't know, man. It's just pretty badass. I've always admired like fucking semis. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, so it's a one hour and 20 minute drive. And it was, um, there's no humans at all in the car, like not even operating or like next to the, in the passenger seat or anything. There's no humans in the cars at all. When, uh, when this, uh, when they took this, uh, when they did this. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, but they had like law enforcement and stuff like that. So they had like um, like police cars, I guess, in the front, in the back, making sure everything's you know running smoothly. Yeah, the crazy thing is, I was reading an article, you know, because Tesla's coming out with their self-driving semi truck too, right? But a lot of people saying that this doesn't compare to Tesla at all, bro. Uh, they're using ice trucks to use the self-driving system to steer them, uh, says Kevin Cecile, like a commenter. Still not clean energy and doing it the easy way. Um, and they're just like fucking taking shortcuts with this, you know. Also, um, the pure electric class eight trucks are impractical. They're too heavy to carry a useful load. Uh, they are battery haulers. The solution is onboard recharging for electric motors. So that fewer batteries are needed. So it seems like, you know, it's not like it's not going to function like a regular big rig. Like you can't carry as much load and it's just, uh, mm. for real. Yeah. So basically there's no comparison. I mean, uh, there's, you know, like people always say that there's always going to be a company trying to like outdo Tesla or be a competitor. Like there was other company that had the stock that just fucking flopped through and they were like using like, they were supposed to come out with the semi truck and the company just flopped through. It was like a high stock and it just dropped. It was like a scam. For real? Yeah, bro. You remember the company, we both talked about it before we even did the podcast. Hmm. my uh competitor i bought the stock and then i fucking dumped it uh but the company just tanked bro nicola <laughs> remember that they're using like cardboard shit they're using like cardboard like fake like pictures for their um oh they were doing like a, a pickup truck that's what they were doing and they were trying to get into the semi game as well but it was like a cardboard thing Semi truck to LA customer two weeks ago. Who? Too simple or whatever? Nicola. Bro, Nicola flopped in their stock. For real? Yeah, it's $10, bro. Last year, let's see. It was at a high of $65, and that thing just tanked, bro. It was a pump, pump and dump? It was a pump and dump, and I remember that. Um, I forgot what the big. Uh, forgot what the big controversy was, bro. I forgot what the big controversy was that a lot of people... Oh, because there, there was a lot of fraud claims on the on Trevor Milton, the, the CEO. And uh, the GM partner that was uh, went to business, business with them quit. So he's like, fuck it. And he's fucking dipped. Damn. So yeah, it was like a lot of fraud claims. Like, you know, like... Like another one, it was a guy with the Walmart. Oh, he stepped department. down amid fraud investigations by the government. Yeah, like Mark Lore, bro. Scale back. Mark Lore is another one. Yeah. You know, remember the guy with the with the with the city or whatever? Huh. You know what I'm talking about, right? The Walmart guy. Yeah. What happened with that? Uh no, he's still trying to build the city. Mark Lore. Let's let's look into him, bro. We gotta keep an eye out our, an eye out for him. Mark Lore, any new news for 2022? I don't know. He talked about uh, he owns the, the Minnesota Timberwolves. But no, no, no new news on on his planet or whatever, his world or his city. He becomes CEO of Food Delivery Startup Wonder. So it looks like he went back to work. 
So it's launching a food delivery startup. Tolosa. Yeah, and November, how you were saying that he, he's wanted to focus on Tolosa for the rest of his life. Yeah, what the fuck happened to that? I don't know, bro. So he's uh, the CEO of the food delivery startup Wonder. But I think we already have too many food deliveries. Yeah, we got a fucking DoorDash, Uber Eats, Grubhub, hell of shit, Bubbly. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Uh, so too simple, bro. Do you see him going head to head with Tesla? Like, I, I think Tesla's the top dog when it comes to this shit. You know, at this point. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see, man. Hopefully, somebody can give them a run for their money, you know? Yeah, for real. We need something refreshing. We need somebody new. We need a new face. Um, what do you got next? We got new telescope launches in space. So uh, I launched in December 25th. The James Webb Space. On Christmas Day. Ooh, the James Webb Space Telescope has successfully launched. In a moment that has been in decades of making the James Webb Telescope. Um, launch on Christmas morning. So, what is the what's so what's so interesting about this telescope, man? What are we going to be able to see with it? Uh, it's supposed to be like the biggest telescope so far, I think, and it's going to be um, they're putting it on like basically between the Earth's orbit and the Sun's orbit, or something like that. Okay. So it's just gonna orbit on its own, so it's not gonna need fuel to to like power it or anything. It's gonna be sitting in one spot. So what their focus is gonna be? They're gonna be looking at uh, uh, what they're calling expo x x exoplanets, huh? They'll take a look at uh, a closer look at the selection of exoplanets to appear inside their atmospheres if they have them, and help them answer questions about the planet. Uh, how they form and how they evolved. Uh, the data collected by telescope can tell scientists if methane, carbon dioxide, or carbon monoxide is in the atmosphere. Uh, the gases within these alien atmospheres could reveal their buildings, blocks of life. Uh, so yeah, these are planets that are super far away from here. Oh, um, far, yeah, light years away. Light years away. Um. We're gonna be seeing the first images in about a you know, so it's gonna travel for about a month. Uh, during those 29 days, web is gonna fold mirrors and unfold uh sun shields. The process involved thousands of parts that must work perfectly in the right sequence. So it's gonna open made out of gold too, I think. The the mirror. Oh, so this is gonna open up like a like a flower and then boom. But everything has to fall. Yeah, everything has to fall into place correctly, huh? Yeah, they gotta do that shit from over here. That shit's going kind of far too, I think. Yeah, we're gonna be seeing uh, the images later in 2022. They're gonna be re revealing the images. Uh, thousands of scientists have been waiting years to see what the observatory can show us. So we're gonna be definitely getting new information. They're gonna be finding aliens. They're gonna come back and show pictures <laughs> of how people are living in other planets. We're gonna have to accept the fact that there are other people here and there's dinosaurs still on other planets. So yeah, we're ready for that, bro. Can you imagine if they look at another planet and they're like living in a prehistoric time, like one planet's like still in the dinosaur age? 
what if it's just a time time machine what if it's just earth and it's just like like we like made a mirror or something and it's just earth or something you know oh bro that's gonna be fucking trippy or yeah, what hell years ago or you know i don't know i'm just kidding who knows <laughs> that'd be trippy though that'd be a trip I don't know, man. What's on your mind? What do you got going on? What else do we got going on? You having a beer? You good? Yeah, I'm chilling. Now. Should I get another one? Sounds being Kayala. You're very quiet today, bro. Am I, am I just very talkative today? Nah, I don't know. It's just, um, I don't know. What do you think about this? What do you think about the telescope? Do you think, I don't know. I'm just kind of looking forward to that. Uh, I don't know, bro. Hopefully they find aliens. I think they're prepping us for aliens. Um, yeah. Which goes go get your other beer and then I have something else to talk about that I we we got a we 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 got something the sent next to one us. right yeah we got a story sent to us from one of our listeners oh where the fuck is it over there. This is Futurero 13. And he's back. He is back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. Um, so what do I want to share with you? Uh, here, let me pull it up real quick. So uh, this came from the Brujos, aka, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend of the show. So NASA nice. hires a priest. They hire priests, right? To figure out um, mm-hmm. To figure out how did you know oh, that scientists a video popped up uh so nasa enlists uh priests to prepare for uh alien contact so they hire a uh, priest to uh prepare for alien contact isn't that crazy the pope or the priest nasa enlists priest to prepare for an alien discovery so nasa is working with religion to prepare for an alien discovery I feel like they're just preparing us for it, you know, and yeah. with that telescope too. Yeah, as space agencies launch new telescopes, there you go, rovers and probes to look for inhabitable or habitable paths and heading beyond Earth. A British priest has been helping NASA to understand how the discovery of extraterrestrials would change the way we see the universe. And this comes from the Times dot uh, co dot uk. Uh, and there was a fucking paywall on it. <laughs> so basically they're partnering up with um with uh nasa's partnering up a priest to prepare for human co- contact human contact with aliens um they feel like uh a lot of people are going to turn to religions that we do find alien species out there uh the catholic church already came out and said hey you know this earth is big enough you know, not this earth, this universe is big enough. There's millions of planets here. There's definitely life in other planets. Um, God might have also created other other people on other planets. So that's what they said, you know, that he might have created other creatures on other planets. So as the Catholic Church already came out with the statement and said that, that God created other planets. And, and you Damn. know, so it's a fucking trip, bro. Uh, you know, because 
it's true, bro. If NASA or CNN or Fox or whatever or anybody came out tomorrow and said, hey, aliens are, you know, we found other human beings and other planets. They speak other languages. We can't communicate with them yet. Like, bro, there's going to be a, the world would, you know, people would lose their mind because it goes against a lot of religion. Like, it doesn't show it on a lot of religious texts, aliens or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, or people are going to think we found the heavens or something, you know, like, they're going to be tripping out, you know, it's going to be a trip. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Um, so, they're trying to partner up with the priest to uh, try to partner up with the priest to kind of ease the masses and let them know, hey, you know, a lot of people are going to turn to you guys when, you know, when we find aliens, you guys got to talk to them and, you know, kind of prepare them for this, you know, because it might be coming soon. Yeah, that's crazy. It's a trip. What do you think about that? Do you think NASA has tried finding, like, he- heaven? <laughs> like, do you think that's in their agenda anywhere? Like, trying to find, like, hell and heaven? Like, do you think know. part, part of... Part of them thinks like, hey, you know, just there might be a heaven out there. You know, we should keep an eye out for that. You know, I'm sure they have, bro. But maybe they don't tell us. You know, not like they probably don't say it like out, like probably out like now. yeah, like they don't say it out loud or like you know, you know. Because a lot, of, a lot of scientists don't believe in religion, but at the same, yeah, that's time, what I'm thinking too. You know, at the same time, there's got to be, you know, there's got to be that, them wanting to prove prove that it's not there or them wanting to prove that it is there, you know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about the, the telescope launching into space? Do you think that's uh, going to find a lot of cool shit or do you think there's going to be a lot of fucking random ass, like fucking dusty ass planets like Mars and nothing exciting it's a bunch of like boring shit i, I don't know who know i can't wait to see what the, what they fucking find with the with the new telescopes and shit <laughs> it's gonna be cool bro i think there's gonna be maybe colors we haven't seen or i don't you know is there colors we haven't seen or co- different colors you know colored planets yeah huh yeah there's gonna be something different something something new Something new for sure, bro. What are you excited most about this, in this year? What are you excited most about um, in futurology? Like anything that's exciting you for this year or anything that you want to see them come out with, scientists? And what's your like, what are you looking forward to the most? I don't really, I don't really have anything. Hmm. You or you see well, well, you sent me a link about the the Apple Glass, right? Apple glasses. Mm-hmm. That's like rumored to come out this year or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. It's like a augmented reality glasses, AR glasses. Yeah, that's crazy, and it's by Apple. That's pretty sick. I don't know, probably that. Yeah, that's gonna be kind of dope. Uh... It's just rumored, though, right? It's not even, like... like yeah, it's just rumored, but I, I think it's going to be dropping soon. I mean, there's already, like, images of it, so... I think it's gonna, we're going to get some news in September when they do their, their their announcements and shit. Yeah. 
let's see. Go on to the next story. I'm going to go grab a water bottle. All right. So the next story, we got NASA's retiring top scientist says we can terraform Mars and maybe Venus, too. I've seen some videos about this. I've, I've read about it. It's, it's going to be really hard to do, but let's see. It's a paywall. Why did he send me a paywall link, Mike? Let me see. I didn't even read this article. Because it has a paywall. I don't know how he read it. Okay. Let's see. Uh, yeah, so this one, basically, the guy quits NASA, right? And he wants to dedicate his life to terraforming Mars and maybe Jupiter, too. So he says that those plans are, are Venus, happy. Venus. Yeah, Venus. He says those plans are happy. Have, you know, they basically live on them. And there's a way he has, like, he has, he knows what to do basically to make him habitable. Um, Jim Green, the time, uh, top scientist. I was a fucking, uh, I hate paywalls, dude, with fashion. Yeah. Uh, Since joining NASA in 1980, Jim Green has seen it all. He has helped the space agency understand Earth's magnetic field explore the outer solar system and search for life on Mars. Mm. As New Year's arrived Saturday, he bade for farewell to the agency. Over the past four decades, which includes 12 years as their director of NASA's Planetary Science Division, and the past three years as ch chief scientist, he has helped shape much of NASA's sci scientific inquiry overseeing missions across the solar system and contributing to more than 100 scientific papers across a range of topics. Damn. Okay. So this is where the key item is. He has published work suggesting that we could terraform Mars or making it habitable for humans using a giant magnetic shield to stop the sun from striping the red planet's atmosphere, raising the temperature on the surface. So this guy already knows what to do basically to make Mars uh, habitable. It's just getting the right components on there. Uh, but it's crazy, dude. It's, like, exciting, man. I mean, there's so much shit going on in the world. So much, like, new shit. Like, technology is, like, going out the, out the roof, bro. Like, out the window, dude. Like, we're, uh... We're getting to the point where it's, like, so much new shit's coming out, you know? I mean, yeah. it's, like... Damn, yeah, damn. I know. Before I used to think that, like, that shit wouldn't be possible, or like, you know, we wouldn't even be, be thinking about doing, like, going to fucking Venus or Mars, you know. And I was like, you know, it's like possible, or it's like, yeah. there's ways like people are thinking about it. It's like we're always gonna be thinking about it, you know. Mm -hmm. We're always gonna be curious to see, like, you know, where humans can go, how far we can go, and shit. Yeah. But like now it's like they're taking the steps into doing that, like just take, taking the steps into finding aliens. It's like there's been a shift, bro, with technology and initiative. And I think it's like a lot of it comes from like Elon Musk and a lot of other players too, you know, like the big tech dogs. I mean, as much as we rat, rat on them and talk shit about the Mark Zuckerbergs and Elon Musk and uh, what's that guy's uh, Jeff Bezos and all these guys, bro, I think they're actually, like, making the push, you know, they're actually getting us there, man. The, this generation of, like, innovators. Like, they're actually getting us to the next level, you know. 
Like a lot of people like to hate on them, but I think they're actually, you know, in bigger picture, bro, they're moving us as a society into the future, you know? Yeah, a lot of people are not going to get that or understand it, you know? Yeah. Because we're just, we're just stuck with what, what we know and what we're used to and we're, what we're comfortable with. Yeah, these guys are getting us to where we need to be or they're getting us, you know, to like a better, like clean energy, bro. I mean, that's, you know, we're fucking up the planet and these guys are coming up with solutions for it. A lot of people talk shit or like, oh, these guys don't pay taxes. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're just, I mean, I don't care about, you know, well, I don't, you know, I really don't give a shit if they pay taxes or not, you know, at the end of the day, it's not my money, my problem. You know, the only thing I'm concerned about is my money. <laughs> um I could give a fuck about Elon Musk's money, you know, unless I work for him, then I care, you know, if I'm getting money, <laughs> I'm getting paid. But other than that, I really don't give a shit. Just money makes the world go round. Yeah, it's just another thing at the end of the day. It comes and goes. Yeah, it comes and goes. And, you know, I think, you know, what they're doing is like they're taking this, you know, they're taking us to the future, basically, you know, they're putting us there, you know. I feel like, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta be able to, you know. To adapt, yeah. bro. Yeah, that's true. Or you're gonna be left behind, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Can't just stay stuck in our, you know, stay stuck where we're at. In our mindsets, like, oh, you know, these guys suck. You know, fuck these guys. Uh, I mean, I don't know, dude. I think bigger picture you know they can help us save the planet and they can help us find out what's in space you know maybe find like different things different planets that we can live live in one day maybe once we fuck up desserts to the max or maybe find you know medicine from other you know maybe find herbs and shit from other planets that can help us or who knows you know maybe i find- feel like if that does ever happen we'll probably go to the moon first and then if we fuck up the moon we'll go to mars that's just taking hell of people, though. You think they're going to be able to take all those people? Like, you think all the people are going to be able to go to Planet 2? Or do you think there's going to be the ones that are left behind? No, yeah. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, no, I feel like, yeah, there there's going to be people left behind. And there's going to be people that, you know. Because I feel like uh, space travel is going to become a thing. People are going to want to go to space. You know, people are going to want to see Earth from space. They want to see just because I'm sure you get a different perspective, bro. It's like when you're on a plane, you look at look down on everything. You're like, man, you know, my problems are really not that big. You know, like, it's yeah, that's how it feels. Everything, you know, like sometimes, you know, I'm stressing about a little shit, but at the end of the day, you know, little, you know, I'm looking at stuff from a bigger picture, you know, this world's mine and I can fucking do more, you know. Yeah. Yeah, for real. That's how it feels. I don't know. I yeah, feel bro. like that, that's how I've been dude, lately. Just, the, sky, the, the sky is the fucking limit, dude. Just like, you can go as far as you want to go if you fucking push yourself. and Push yourself, basically. You just got to fucking grind, bro. Yeah, you don't know how far you could take yourself, you know. Right. People forget, forget, forget the word grind, you know. They forget the word hustle, you know. They, these words are long forgotten in today's generation, you know. Hustle, loyalty, respect. Hustle, loyalty, and respect. <laughs> hey, man, that's a good moral code to live by, though. You hustle, you work your ass off, you're loyal to your loved ones, and you have loyalty to your friends and your family, and then you respect you people. Yourself. You, you got to be loyal to yourself. You got to hustle for yourself, be loyal to yourself, respect yourself, and respect others. 
Yeah, for real. Yeah. How did <laughs> I mean, you saw that? You saw that video that like. Remember how John Cena had the rapper gimmick and then he was he was a marine. Yeah. After the movie, the marine. The marine. Yeah, that's, that's when he came out as a marine, huh? Yeah, well, a year before he was he had the rapper gimmick with the jerseys and the the brass knuckles and shit. And then after the movie, the marine came out. He he was like a marine. He would like come out and salute. <laughs> come, <in. laughs> come out in camo shorts. Oh uh, shit, that was funny. That was, that was fucking funny. His merch, I don't know his merch. I don't, I don't really like his merch. Who has the hottest WWE merch? <laughs> DX. DX, how huh? those colors, bro? Yeah. <laughs> had to be DX. They had a jersey too. They had the 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 DX jersey. Those are fire, dude. They had some cool shit. You know, the other day I saw on, uh, I was like on Mercari or like eBay, I forgot what it was. And I was looking at playing. Ballas? Huh? What? What did she say? Nothing. The Ballas? No, what? What did you say? I said nothing. Come on, spit it out, fool. You have me in suspense. I didn't say anything. Oh, the key's up there. No, but yeah. What were you saying? No, what did the Ruby say? Oh, no. I was just, uh, she's getting the charger from the phone. Oh, I thought you were saying something about like DX. No, DX is fire. DX is the best. The other day, I was like a Mercari and shit, and I saw like this. Hot Wheel from like the the 90s and shit. And it was still packaged into uh it was still like packaged, bro. Like the I have a friend I have a friend that sells them on Mercari too and has a bunch of hot hot wheels. Not He's the one that actually started uh high vibes. Manny. Yeah, you should talk to him if you fuck with the hot wheels. No, I don't, I just fuck with the X. Oh <laughs> what bro. were you thinking about the Hot Wheels? Huh? What are you saying about Hot Wheels? I saw like a DX uh, Hot Wheel that was still like in the fucking package from like, oh, shit. like That's shit. two dollars. I should have copped it, huh? Ah, for two dollars, you should have copped it for sure. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go back and cop it. It's still there, but I think that's just gonna be worth. I don't even care. It, it, I just want to have it in my collection, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to like start collecting like vintage shit. No, I don't even know where that where they would have that. Bro, I'm just looking at this DX jacket and it's fucking fire on WWE shop. It's the yeah. last one. Like the whole bottom is green. There's this uh, other website that has a bunch of um wrestling stuff. They have like the the jumpsuits, the not the jumpsuits, but like the the jacket and the sweatpants for the Eddie Guerrero. Oh, those go hard, huh? I forgot the name of the brand and stuff, so but that one's pretty dope. Yeah, Cena's merch was kind of kind of whack, huh? Yeah, it was like I don't know. Hustle, kind of corny. Kind of corny. Yeah, you're right. But Cena. then at the same time, that's when like wrestling started becoming like the corniest, you know? Yeah, like the Attitude Era. After the, the, the ruthless aggression was like Chris PG era. That's when it became the PG era. Yeah, I think it was actually after Chris Benoit died too. 
As yeah. a Christian Watt died, isn't it? Started really like hammering down on steroids, bro. Because that was another. Hey, did you hear about this um, rapper? Rapper from well, he's he was in Japan. I don't know if he's in Japan still, but his name, his name is Jay Stash, and he pulled the Chris Benoit. So he basically oh, he basically did the same thing Chris Benoit did. So he, well, not not the same thing, but like he he killed the girlfriend. Uh huh. In front of in front of the kids, oh, fuck. and then he, he killed, killed himself. And the kids too, or not? Nah, he just didn't kill both of them. Damn, bro, that's crazy. What did he do with the man? And he was like a famous rapper. Was he on? He drugs? was a famous rapper in two thousand, like in two thousand fifteen. Was he on drugs? Probably on drugs. I feel like he probably was on drugs. I don't know. I wasn't really a big fan of him, but I, I've heard a couple of songs. You know, back back in back in like twenty fifteen, back in twenty sixteen. Damn, that's crazy, bro. Well, I mean, he's definitely a piece of shit. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> but the thing is, dude, Chris Benoit, man, it's one of those guys that you heard, you know, it was like, dude, I remember when he passed away. I remember like that wrestling special. And I remember because I was still working at Target, bro. And uh, and uh, he had died, right? And then I remember they, they, there was like a big project. So they wanted to like put stickers on all anything that had his face on it. We had to put a sticker over it. Like they, Damn, so you were working there when that happened? I wasn't working there. I was, I was working there, like, there when he died. I was still working there. But, like, a couple days later, when the news came out that it was, like, murder-suicide and, you know, all this crazy-ass shit. Um, they, there was a project at Target. Like, you guys got to cover up this guy's face with WWE stickers. <laughs> and we're just getting all the wrestling boxes that had his face on the back. You know how it says collect all the wrestlers? Mm-hmm. And anything that had a space, we'd have to like uh, put a sticker over it. Damn! Imagine if you if you fucking kept one of those those toys and didn't and didn't put the sticker on it. You know how much that shit's worth now. <laughs> not a lot, bro. Cause it's not like good merch. Nah. <laughs> nah. <laughs> it was like having like something like a like a Nazi helmet or something. The fucking Chris Benoit. Didn't we have a fucking Chris Benoit toy? I think so. With the yellow trunks. Or I don't know if we did or I don't know if it's fucking um what's that shit called? Mandela effect. Hold on, give me a second, I gotta bring my cat in. Damn. I don't know. I think we I don't think we did have a toy a Chris Benwell toy. I feel like we did though, because I remember Which one? The Chris Benwell toy? Yeah, with the yellow pants, bro. I remember that. With the with the teeth missing, right? Yeah, I remember we used to mess with the teeth and shit. There was like a whole big bulk of uh, my wrestling toys that just went missing, dude. No, I think we took them to Nicaragua. Oh, did we? Probably, huh? Gave them to our cousins over there. I think. I don't know. Actually, I don't know if we did have the fucking creep. I don't remember, dude. What's the next topic? Uh, Chris Benoit. <laughs> John Deere. John Deere takes a step into the future with their fully autom- anonymous trailer. So John Deere is jumping. Oh, into- tell us about that one. They're jumping into the game, bro. Uh, I don't see why not. Yeah, I feel like it's kind of late for them. I mean, but better late than never, you know? Yeah, definitely. Before somebody else does it, uh, like Cat or something, John Deere revealed that it's first fully autonomous tractor today, the CES. 2022 building off what it says are 20 years of AI development. 
and it's not a concept. The self-driving John Deere is already up and running on select farms and available for sale. Oh, it's, uh, it's available in the retail yeah, market? Yeah, it's a self-driving tractor, bro. So, you know, all those crop jobs and shit that people are, you know, sitting on a fucking tractor all day, just going yeah. crops. I mean, I think that's like the perfect thing for an AI. Because mm-hmm. it's just going up and down, <laughs> going up and down for fucking fields for fucking hours, dude. So that yeah. makes fucking sense. Um, with agriculture. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's basically there to help farmers uh, do more with less. So it's like a tool to help farmers, basically. Yeah. It's been a long time coming. It's been something that they've been working on for 20 years in the making. For how many years? 20 years in the making. So since 2002, you know, they've been trying to do something like this. Damn. I'm not sure if it's like AI, but they're trying to do something where, you know, you don't know, fully the, autonomous, huh? Yeah, where somebody's gonna have to be there driving the whole time or sitting on there, you know, turning in, just you know, basically just it's boring, dude. It's a boring job, man. You're just there sitting. Yeah, no. And then with super advanced batteries, um and they and they paid good money not to share the the information, so they're keeping that shit to themselves, you know, the super advanced batteries. Um, going, really good batteries going on the market for half a million to order one 500k. Yeah. In the meantime, you can watch the complete uh press conference for the autonomous uh tractor. But the thing is, some of these big farms and can they can afford this shit, you know, big uh, agriculture companies? Mm-hmm. Like, it's just nothing to them, you know. No, they got they get money like like nothing like yeah, from all the, whatever they do. So, yeah, that shit fucking makes itself. And an electric tractor can not only keep working for longer. Um, they can also it can be more efficient because they're working at lower RPM, and they're working for a longer time. You know, they don't have to take breaks. You know, they don't have to go home. They don't have to clock out. It's going all day. You know, at night, and this battery so it's not making hella noise and shit. So yeah, yeah. for the labor either. Better late than never. I mean, it's kind of pointless when we're gonna start getting vertical farms. <laughs> for real, huh? <laughs> kind of a little too late there now. Nah, just kidding. I mean, I think there's always. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think this is still the way to go. I mean, the the traditional way is always gonna stay. I mean, the vertical farms and a couple episodes back. I don't know. Yeah, huh? there's a lot of stuff we we should go back. Kind we of. We gotta like, go back and like. Retouch bases on it. Retouch bases on like the past fifteen episodes when we get to fifteen episodes. Yeah, like you know, like an update on whatever we talked about and like where it's at now. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty dope. We should do that. Yeah, it'd be dope. Mark Lore is definitely freaking a funny one, dude. What a yeah, we couldn't really. I didn't really check, but I couldn't really see anything about any anything on the on the city or anything. Any updates on that? Nah, no updates, bro. He's, he's on to his next venture. It was all bullshit. It was just talk. He actually started that company, Wonder. So it probably raised up all the money to start that company. Every <laughs> 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 company, like, I'm going to start my own fucking grub up in DoorDash. I'm, you know, I'm going to tell him that I'm building the city, take a couple of pictures of San Francisco, and boom. Came up with another idea, huh? I, I got my seed money. Yeah, bro. That's what all these, these guys do. You know, they play the public. Uh, so this next one's interesting. Uh, stopping dementia at the nose, nasal spray to treat and prevent 
Alzheimer's disease. Damn, so it's a nasal spray? Yeah, the nasal spray that are coming out. I didn't really read this one. What's this one about? I didn't read it at all. Dementia is thought to occur when the proteins so on a these articles are kind of long sometimes. I don't know. I thought you read these ones, the ones that you added on here. <laughs> I just thought I had added them on last minute, and I was like, okay, sure. You probably read them. So the number of patients with dementia has been increasing all over the world, with some uh, sources predicting a doubling of patients every 20 years. So, yeah, Alzheimer's, uh, dem dem dementia is at all-time high, you know. However, there's still no treatment for the disease. Um, recent studies have shown that abnormalities begin to appear in the brain of dementia patients uh, more than 20 years before the onset of the disease. So that's crazy, bro. Your brain starts fucking up 20 years before you actually get the disease. You start getting abnormality. So by investigating... I kind of see that. Like, you probably... It's probably not, like, noticeable, noticeable, but then it's, like, when you look back at it, it's, like, oh, that's kind of, like, a sign right there, you know? Yeah, like, I'm forgetting you should, like, I just put my keys there, like, two minutes ago. Where are they? Dude, I think I might have those. I think I might have dementia when I get old. Because I said something that... I feel sometimes, too. Uh, we might just we might just have the slow gene. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Oh, it's in my hand. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, it's funny. What what else was there on that? So basically, the research team uh, hopes to diagnose and prevent dementia before the neurons start dying. Um, furthermore, based on the team's previous research research experience, nasal administration of a fixed dose combination of, um, of medicine would increase the drug transferability to the brain and further enhance both safety and medicinal effects. So it's basically enhances the safety and the medicinal effects of the, of the uh, dementia. So it's like a, like a protector of it, basically. So basically you're stopping dementia at the nose. So when they see that, you know, like, let's say you're 50, right? And you start showing these abnormalities and then 20 years, that means 20 years from now, you're going to get dementia with this nasal spray. It's going to help you prevent it. Uh, it's going to, it's going to be like a safety mechanism. Like chemical, what, what the chemicals in the brain or something? Yeah. So it's going to spray the chemicals into the brain to be able to protect the brain. I don't know. It's like a fancy chemical. I can't, I can't pronounce. I was looking at that. I don't think I don't want to just butcher it. Riff and pissing? Riff and pissing? Pissing what? Riff and pissing. Riff and pissing. Riff and pissing. I don't know. Riff and pissing. I don't know how to say that. Riff and pissing. They use a, a dosage on mouse, on mice's, on mouses, mices, mices, meat, my, me. <laughs> <laughs> mouses mices mice mice no it's not mouse mice it's supposed to be mice huh no wonder i fucking tripped on that word mice is the plural of mouse but it says mouses on, on the on the article mouses is computer mouses oh, actually those are mice too your mouse I don't know. I was reading something, but it said mouses. How much? Um, how much of the dosage they're giving the mouses? The mouse. 
They're always just fucking up. They're always fucking their mouths up, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was fucking. Uh, what should we test it on? Mouses. What should we test it on? Cats? Nah. Dogs? Nah. Mouses? Yeah, let's fuck those fuckers up. This is fucking pump shit and stuff. Because their the brain is the most similar to ours, huh? They grow hella quick too, no? They like, they're they they they're life free and shit, no? Yeah, I think their brain is like very similar to ours, you know, like the anatomy and shit, or their chemicals and stuff. Like they're fairly similar to ours, but like on a smaller scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? It's fucking nuts, bro. It fucking reminds me of Pinky and the Brain. Hmm. I fuck with that. <laughs> All right, man. What do we got going on? So, what's next, bro? You gonna go get another beer? I think I'm good. I'm good with two right now. That's good, man. Last week you had six. Huh? Last special. week I had like three, three or four. No, I think I had four. Oh, that was the week before on the special, huh? Yeah. I don't know. They're, which ones I had last time? I forgot which ones I had. They're pretty good, though. The 805s, I think. Yeah, I think you had 805s. Those ones are like water. These ones are kind of stronger. I'm thinking the Lagunitas, the IPAs. Those are fire, huh? Yeah, they're a little bit stronger, so like they kind of they kind of get you. Do you go to Total Wine anymore, or where, where do you go to buy your beer? The liquor store right across the street. Yeah, same here. It's a grocery store. I do want to pop into Total Wine anymore to see if they have any of that uh, New York beer that Mexico was talking about. You need to try the one that I was telling you. The one they have it out here. The one I was That's telling you last time. Yeah. That one was hella strong. For real? Dr. Lupus Lupil Lupil? I forgot what it was called. Was it fire? Yeah. It was like Lupulin, Dr. Lupulin. Oh, yeah, I remember that. I said Dr. Lupulis. Yeah, something like that. That one was pretty strong, though. That one was 11%. So it's like drinking, it's like drinking two of these beers in one beer. That's a lot, bro. It hits you. That shit hits you like, it hit you like, like yeah, that shit hit me like a train. That's the best, though, when it just hits you. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, really, really good. Actually, the, the flavors were good too. You're going next month to uh, Seattle. Seattle. What? What? What date did you say? Twenty, like end of the month, twenty twenty second to twenty fifth. Oh shit! You might have to do a solo episode on February, the week of the of the eighth. You might have to run a solo episode, huh? Next uh, next month. Yeah, at the beginning of the month. When? Uh, at the beginning of uh, February, like, 6th and... I'll be out of town. Yeah. 6, 7, and 8. Next month? Yep. Oh, yeah. I'll probably have to do one on the 8th by myself. It's all good. It's all good. I, I might hop on. I might hop on. Solo episode? Huh? I might hop on. I might hop on. Oh, we should just go on the live or something. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm going to Seattle and I'm going to be back on Tuesday. So I'm going to be back for, for the episode. Nice. I'm going on a Reno getaway. 
got a nice ass room with like a hot tub and shit. Damn, I want to go out there see the snow. I'm trying to, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's going to snow in Seattle, but I think it's going to rain. It's going to be pretty cold out there when I get there, though. Yeah, we're just going, me and Natasha, we're not taking the kids. This is going to be fun. We're going to be probably going to dunk. That's good. Get get away some getaway time. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sam Cuervo, Phantom on the Curb. How was that? You you listened to it? I listened to the whole thing. Um, really good one. album. Really good album. Shout out to Sam Cuervo and his album Phantom of the uh, on on the Curb. This artwork on this album is fucking fire. Uh, yeah, that's what I really digged about it. That's what I really liked about it. The artwork, artwork. Like I said, this is one of those albums where you look at the cover and it goes with the track list. Like this guy, it's, uh, he has a mind to where he can put together, you know, like the the art. It goes with the theme of the of the tracks, you know. Like I felt like I was back in San Francisco when I was listening to this album. Um, fire. What song did you fuck with the most on the album? Uh, Sunset was the one that introduced me to the album. So I fuck with Sunset a lot, but I like Jaded too. Hmm. Which I think it was the second second song on the album. Mm-hmm. Yours? I like Dirty Harry and I like Sunset. I mean, Sunset is my favorite one, to be honest. It's uh, a yeah. fire. Um, there's another one that I liked a lot. Let me see. Alex of Alex Nieto. Yeah. That was a good storytelling one. That was a good storyteller, yeah. And then there was one, uh, I think it was Runaway that was good. Runaway was good, too. I think the whole album was pretty fire, though. It's definitely... Front to back, it was like, it's pretty, it's, it's listenable, you know, it's, it's a good album. Yeah, definitely. Uh... There's not that many albums that I would that I could say with that, you know, it's like from the front to the back, you know. If I'm not mistaken, this is his debut album, right? It is his debut album, I think. And he's a cat from from, from the city, uh, so that makes it you know a lot better. I mean, definitely a lot of, a lot of a lot of love there, and shout out to to him for coming out with with something pretty good, and you know we'll see where his career goes and. Hopefully. Phantom on the Curb. There's a song called Phantom on the Curb. It's the last song. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in, named after the the album. So it's pretty. This is a good one too. Yeah, the whole album is pretty good. The artwork's fire, man. It's just. Uh, He's I don't know, man. Chicano too. Chicano rapper. Yeah, Rasa. That's pretty dope. Dope yeah, seeing dope. that. It's kind of refreshing, you know, seeing that, especially yeah. from San Francisco. You know, you don't really see that anymore. We need a lot more Rasa rappers in the Bay. Yeah. You know, uh, to represent us, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think uh, the cover, it's uh, it shows um, Excelsior Street and what's the other street? Fiction? Nah. Let me see. Naples. Naples, huh? Yeah. That's kind of near McLaren Park. Yeah, for sure. It was like right by there, same neighborhood, like in the same area. Yeah. Kind of closer to Balboa, Balboa High School and shit like that. That that kind of area. Like Bart and yeah, yeah all the Celsius, bro. There's a lot of cool shit there. Hell yeah. Right before you hit like the mission area. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, definitely, dude. It's it's good to see that to see that there's still uh, real people left out there in the city, and not just a bunch of hipsters, you know. Um, but that the uh, urban culture is still out there, you know that. The the techie transplants. Yeah, I mean, it's good to see that you know that there's still people like us out there, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. Because at this point, I mean, you know, it's just a rare, rare breed, rare specimen. Specimen. This is overtaken by homeless and and uh, tech transplants and a lot of people from like different states. Yeah, huh? That's what, that's what I feel like. I was uh, looking at like the Reddit, like the Bay Area Reddit. It's like a lot of like you know, imp- like I mean, not implants, transplants or whatever, yeah. whatever they're called. I forgot what they're called. The, the tech- like, hey, I'm new to the Bay Area from Kansas, and I want to see where the best uh, burgers were. So, best like, uh, spots, you know, like <laughs> yeah, and it's just the blind leading the blind because they probably recommend Taco Bell or some shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just I couldn't I couldn't I hopped off and I was like, yeah, no, it's, it's not, you know. Best taco spot in the city, go. In the city? Mm-hmm. I like El Faro's a lot, like El Farolito and stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that one's on mission, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was gonna say that one too. El Farolito. El Farolito in South City is fucking fire, too. Bro, you know what the most fire uh, place in South San Francisco is? La Tapatia. Yes. And in the, in the back they have the, the shredded chicken with the fucking, you know, that was the burritos are fucking oh they're fucking like juicy and shit. Yeah, they have yeah. You go outside and go eat it and shit, it's just the best. So definitely check out that album uh Phantom on the Curb, um by Sam Corbo. What would you rate it? I read it a 10 out of 10. I think it's pretty strong for a debut album, and I think it's just... 10 out of 10, yeah, I see criminally, it. Criminally underrated at this point. I mean... Uh, no, it really is. Uh, I was looking at the numbers. This shit's fucking... I'm glad that I found that shit on Spotify. I'm glad Spotify recommended it to me, you know? Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you were listening to a lot of shit that was similar. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely. We'll see where, where he goes with this, and yeah, definitely gonna be giving him shout outs as we go, you know, and Yeah, check out his I'm gonna be checking his music out and seeing what he drops because I, I really fucked with it a lot and yeah. Yeah, follow his shit on Spotify and you know, put it on your Cuervo. Phantom yeah. on the curb. Yep. All right, man. It's part it's time for my favorite favorite part of the fucking show. You ready? The wild card's your favorite part. Yeah. Favorite part of the show. You ready for wild card? <laughs> I just do the entire wild card podcast. Fuck it. Go. All right. Um, <clears throat> wild card number one. You want to go? IRS says the taxpayer must report stolen goods as income. <laughs> so, bro, like, does the IRS really think people are going to be snitching on each other and shit or on themselves? That's rule creating. You got to report it. You got to report it. You got to report it. So the stolen property must be claimed as income on taxes. See, these guys always want to get their hands on even fucking stolen shit. They don't care what it is. They just want the money, you know. <laughs> the IRS requires that stolen property be claimed as income in addition to any money made from 
any other illegal activity. So when you're filing your taxes, you know, you got to tell if the guy has H&R block or wherever you go to do your taxes. Hey, you know, I stole all this clothes from Zoomies. Um, you know, I'm wondering, <laughs> I'm wondering, you know, if I can report this. And the guy's going to tell you, yeah, you know, there's a, a line item right here. Stolen goods. And how much, how much do you say stole? Line 17B, uh, stolen goods. So anything you've uh, stolen this year? Yeah, report it right here, man. Yeah, report it here, good sir. How much is that? Seven thousand dollars. Okay, we'll write it right here. So you might, you know, you might get a little bit of money back for that right there. Were you, were you caught or were you not caught with it? <laughs> not caught. Not caught. Okay. And if you steal property, you must report it at its fair market value in your income, and the year you steal it, unless you return it to its rightful owner the same year as the guy states. I don't know. Exactly. With, 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 with taxes, really <laughs> with taxes, no one's gonna do that shit. With tax season right around the corner, remember to report your income from illegal activities and stolen properties to IRS. The guy also states that any income earned from illegal activities such as uh, dealing with illegal drugs must be included in your income on Schedule 1, Form 1040, Line 8C. And on Schedule C, maybe self-employment activity. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I was self-employed this year. Uh, what were you doing? Selling, uh, you know, I was running a meth, a meth operation out of my garage. Oh, okay. How much? How much money? You know, approximately, you say you made. You make approximately. You know, you know, ball ballpark. Ballpark. Ballpark okay. numbers. Ten thousand a month. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put seven thousand. We'll, we'll put six thousand. You know, we'll just buy it off a little. You know, we'll six thousand. Six thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. You know, because if you say seven thousand, you know, it's just over that line, and the percentage goes higher. Okay. This is just so fucking stupid, man. The IRS is just so fucking dumb. Like, yeah. I don't know. Defund the IRS. Defund the IRS. <laughs> Seriously. For real though. It took him a hell of a long to give me my fucking tax return last year. It took him like fucking <laughs> all year, bro. They were seeing all the money I made, fucking, you know, because they take money out of your check and then they give it back to you at the end of the year. Mm -hmm. These fuckers were sitting on it for like 10 months. But, you know, they're so quick to take the money out of your check. For real. When it's to get back to you, know, they're fucking stalling on it. Like, fucking. Like, when you borrow money, from, you know, when you borrow money to somebody and they just uh, fucking take forever to pay back, kind of shit, you know? Yeah. To that friend, you know, or that person. Um, Waiting with fire. Yeah, it's just money. Just, it's going to come back. Don't trip. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they make enough money. Don't trip. Day. People act like, you know, like, you know, if you let go of it, it's going to be gone forever. Exactly. I'm going to be broke again. So hit us I'm going to go next. back to where I was. I'm going to go back to selling weed where I was, you know, not selling weed. <laughs> I'm going to go back to working, working again. It is what it is. IRS has to just stick it up. I mean, if you're a thief, there's a high chance. There's a high chance you're not fucking paying taxes, bro. Like, let that shit go. That money's not, you're not going to see that money. It's just stupid and pointless for you. Who even wrote that shit? I mean, they had to be really on something to come up with a rule like that. You know what I'm saying? Here's with the next wild card. What do we got going on? Bang with fire. Uh-oh. What's this one? Oh, so yeah. Um, firefighters quit after convicted arsonist is appointed chief of 
St. Clair's County District. What the fuck? That's fucking crazy. So an arsonist, uh, I think it was like 20 years ago, but he, I mean, he's still an arsonist. He's wanted to watch the fire burn and stand in there while the fire is burning. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he's like now, but I guess he's the the chief chief now of the fire department. So where does this take place in Haiti? Oh, that's the character development right there, huh? <laughs> is it in Haiti? <laughs> oh no, he's not. I think it, it's. I think it's in Louisiana. No. Oh, Pierre Dupont. That's not like it was like Haitian or French or something. Perry Dupont Fire Fire Department, Illinois. He was convicted of arson 23 years ago and has been reported for safety violations. Yeah, it takes place in Illinois, I think. That caused 10 out of 13 volunteer firefighters to resign. Only leaving three, bro. Three, three brave. Three brave They're the volunteer firefighters. ones, though. Still, bro, they come in handy when there's a big-ass fire. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, bro. Wildfires? No, respect to, the, respect to the firefighters, but, like, fucking, these ones did... Only three of them stayed. They volunteered, oh, you know. Right, like, a, like a big fire happens the next day, and hell of people like, lose their out. I mean, it's I mean, what do you do? You think he, do you think he's actually grown as a person, or do you think they just threw him back in there just because, just because he's? Well, I want to know what he did. I mean, was was he like, like getting off like like a serial arsonist, or did he accidentally set something on fire? I mean, if you get charged as an arsonist, that means you fucking set something on fire and. That, that's an arsonist. That's someone that says said something on fire. Then maybe he's just following his dream to watch shit on fire, bro. You know, some people just get, you know, they get aroused by fire. You know, they're like, that's what they are arsonists, right? That's what it means. No? Yeah, like a serial arsonist would just like seeing fire burn, just calming to them. Like, I kind of like seeing fire burn too, but like here. you know, in, in the campfire, like the, the camp plate, like you know, not not like burning shit. Yeah, this is fucked up. Um, it's crazy. I like watching the marshmallows, you know, watching the marshmallows roast. But that's yeah, it. a hot summer day, but you're not going to out there and set somebody's house on fire. What, uh, no. What, what was he convicted of? This is what I want to know. What was his first conviction? What did he set on fire? Look him up. What's his name? Uh, John Rosencrantz? Yeah, that's a that's a former one. Uh, Jermaine Simmons. So apparently he's uh he served as firefighter with several Metro East departments over the years. So this guy has worked through the ranks. I mean, he's not like he's gone off the streets. He was actually a firefighter. Um. He's the acting fire chief of Metro East Fire Department. Uh, good reason for making the change. That's not good enough for the. Oh, but yeah. So basically, let's see. He pled guilty to arson more than twenty years ago when he was just eighteen. He was accused of setting a fire to a vacant home and setting another smaller fire at Dupont High School and served probation. So this guy was a kid when this happened. I mean. I don't know, bro. I mean, you do a lot of stupid shit when you're young. But then the previous guy that was that was the fucking chief of the fire department. Last summer, he demoted his wife. 
he demoted his wife from being like his wife was a chief, I guess, or something. Assistant to the chief. Oh, his wife was assistant to the chief. My bad. No, no, no assistant chief. Oh, was she really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That's what's fucked up about these small little That's towns. Fucking bro. weird. <laughs> this is these small towns, bro. They just fucking do whatever they want. There's like no laws applied. Knows them. everyone here, huh? Everyone knows everyone here. You know, murders covered up. It's not like a lot of murders take place in small towns and shit. And the cup, the cops cover it up because they're in on it. And you know, these become unresolved. You know, it's like that's what the problem is. Somebody needs to step in on these small towns. Like, how's your wife gonna be a fucking assistant chief, bro? Like. He probably appointed her to like, uh, what do you want your assistant chief to be? My wife. Okay, yeah. Sure, go ahead, buddy. That's like the problem with small towns, bro. It's like, they just do whatever the fuck they want. It's like they're, all, they're, all, they're in their own countries, you know? Yeah. I mean, that shit would never fly in San Francisco or like a big metropolitan city. Or even regular yeah, I mean, city. People people have like a say in this, in this shit, you know? Yeah, bro. You know how to put your wife as assistant. And he demoted her. Yeah. That's the reason, you know, they probably got in an argument. It's like, yeah, I'm demoting you. What? I'm demoting you. I'm demoting you. I'm going to get this guy. He's an arsonist. <laughs> we'll see how you like it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how you like it, Laura. <laughs> what? An arsonist? Seriously? <laughs> yup. That's what you get. Yeah, that's what happened. That's basically straight up what happened. They replaced they replaced her. But he's not the assistant. He's actually his chief, so they got him out of the picture too. No, so he was, I guess she was a chief and he was out. Who knows? It's all like that's some weird shit going on over there. He was uh he's a new acting chief. Um to replace him, to right? John Rosencrantz. Yeah, yeah, basically what he said is that he got, you know, demoted his wife and put this guy, and then he took over his spot. <laughs> like yeah. a year later. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, bro. Like, I wonder if this lady has any like firefighting experience where she's just like, you know, just as like housewife and shit. No, nah, she probably does, huh? No. <laughs> nah, huh? Nothing. No. No, she doesn't, bro. This is why. I mean, it's, it's, you don't have to be like out in the fires, do you? Or they fucking bro, fire. all hands on deck. Fuck, huh? Once the fire comes on, bro, it's all hands on fucking deck. Yeah, huh? fuck yeah. it. Nobody's gonna be chilling, playing pool, and then the you know, that was a wildfire. A big fire comes, everyone has to go, bro. Bro, it's crazy, dude. Like, yeah, it's a freaking small town. Damn. Yeah. Dude, this is crazy. Okay, so this is like a whole different article, but about the same situation. News that a man once convicted of arson has been appointed fire chief of the volunteer department in Illinois um, has caused, you know, social media fury. Yeah. 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 the story reels many unique angles leading to many questions. Was the membership okay with Simmons serving as assistant chief and just not fire chief? Right? So they were okay with him being the assistant chief, but just not the fire chief? Like, right? So he was there the whole time, huh? He's already been yeah. there. Yeah. So it didn't matter that Simmons was pardoned. Like, he was pardoned. Like, so that didn't matter. 
if someone else, if someone sets a fire, does that make him an arsonist? Right? Oh, so they're just kind of going into it, huh? Is nep- nepotism an issue here? That's like I feel the, like it is. Yeah, definitely. And how would the community respond? That's a lot of then who knows, like how how his fire shit happened? Like, what he started a fire by accident or was it on purpose? No, bro. He set the school. He set his high school on fire, and he sent a vacant home. Oh, he set his high school on fire. Yeah. Fuck. A yeah. high school. Huh. So basically, Fox Two now reported that Jermaine Simmons, this is arsonist, is the son of Herb Simmons, a longtime director of the St. Clair County Emergency Management Agency. A fact that some readers wondering how this impacted the change of leadership. So he's the son of the director of the emergency management agency in St. Clair. So it's the county, right? So he started a fire to get his dad's attention. You got to understand that St. Clair County politics uh, and a bunch of nepotism. So basically, his dad is probably what had to say, you know, he had to say on having the son be the fire chief. This is the way he had the the chief at his wife be the uh, the assistant chief. I'm pointing you assistant chief. You're my wife. You're my lady. I want you by my side. Uh-huh. And this town was like, okay, that's fine. This is just corrupt county government doing what it does. See who the new chief's daddy is, and what will and we'll tell you what you need to know. That's crazy. How will the community respond? And then bye-bye community support and community support fundraising. So basically, maybe that's a bigger issue. Maybe they were just kind of upset that, you know, it's just a lot of, like, nepotism. And a lot of, like, these families are all just involved, you know, all family, you know, cousins. He's just and, passing it know. down to whoever. Yeah. So volunteers are there, like, you know, maybe one day I'll be chief. You know, maybe one day I'll get promoted and get paid. You know, yeah, it's never going to happen, bro. You know, my family. It's part know. of the, the, the family it's business. It's rigged, bro. So... I, mean, I feel like a lot of shit like that is starting starting from the top, starting from politics, you know, starting from, you know. Yeah, we still have all nepotism and, and friends and, you know. Yeah, handed down and all the connections. Yeah, the no, yeah, you know. Yeah, bro, it's not like organic anymore. It's not like, you know, someone could come out and like Bernie Sanders, he's an example, of, you know, a good example, you know, he's not wasn't bought off and shit. You know, mm-hmm. and you know he would never, you know, he would draw these big ass crowds, but he never actually made it to like the, the end. You know, he'd always like drop off before. You know, he was never actually like appointed to run against a Republican. You know, he was always just almost, you know, almost made it, even though he had like the whole world supporting him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like politics and again. You know, it's like. Fucking, you know, someone else will be a favorite, somebody else's turn, and it's just how it goes. He's got to have connections at the end of the day. Yep. You can't just be an outsider coming in trying to do something. You know, you got to have that, the connects. Uh, the DA releases an emoji drug decoder. So we got drug decoding by the DEA. So cocaine. So cocaine is cocaine is basically the the snow snow snowflake, the hail, snowman, the diamond. Uh, snowing. 
The eight ball. Emoji. The key. No man. The diamond, the eight ball, a key, and a smiley face with the tongue sticking out. And meth is the the blue heart, the blue crystal. The ball. For breaking bad and the little temperature thing. Heroin is it's a brown brown. heart. And the snake. Marijuana is the trees, of course. Fire is smoke. Uh, Molly, the emoji. Yeah. The DA has released an emoji drug for guys, the agency that can help them provide readers with a better sense of how emojis can be used in conjunction with drug illegal drug activity. Um, so basically, if they're going over someone's phone, you know, and they see text messages, you know, and they see any of those emojis, they know what they're referring to. It has them for oxycodone, too. It's crazy. It's emoji. A, pick, a fire emoji, a phone emoji, honey emoji, football emoji, the money emoji, car emoji, snowflake, box, gas. Fucking, that's kind of crazy. That's kind of a lot of emojis. I don't know. Yeah, but I'm sure they have it down like in the back of their head. Like, okay, you know, this means this. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory once you look at it. When you look at it, yeah, like with context and shit. Yeah, like, hey, do you have any snowflakes? <laughs> have any school bus emoji? Yeah. <laughs> school right, bus emoji is Xanax. Chocolate bars is Xanax. School, budget, school bus emoji and question mark. <laughs> the DA is aware of drug trafficking organizations using emoji to build and sell counterfeit pills and other illicit drugs on social media and through e-commerce. Among the decoded symbols are a snowflake emoji, for cocaine, uh, diamond emoji for meth, and a, ma- uh, and a maple leaf, which agency is universal for drugs. Emojis on their own should not be an indicative uh, of legal activity, but coupled with a change in behavior, change of appearance, or significant loss in income should be a reason to start an important conversation document said. Oh, bro, this kind of reminds me. I mean, the DA is kind of stupid. <laughs> They're kind of slow, bro. Um, like, come on, man. It's pretty self-explanatory. You don't have to fucking, you know, do a guide for this. It's just common sense. But it reminds me of that Black Mirror episode where uh, it's called Smithereens. It's with the guy that was in that 70s show, Eric. He was the social media guy. In Black Mirror? Yeah. He was a... Uh, he was like a, the, he was like the, like a CEO for his like Twitter company. It was like a Twitter company. Uh-huh. Basically, there were, uh, this guy was like holding people hostage and he was gonna kill somebody. He was like, he just wanted attention, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the cops were trying to figure out what they knew about this guy, right? So they can talk to him. And they were just going through like their databases and their paperwork and shit, trying to figure out what they can find on this guy and their computers. And then uh, the guy from, uh, the 70s show he's like the ceo he just pulls up like the guy's profile like like the company had built like a, a profile on, on people right and just pulled it up and found out everything they knew about this guy like all his relationship his friends where he lived like they put you know where he where he shops the most and they got that information way faster than the cops did so it's just time for the dea like it's just time for these, you know, law enforcement to be partnering up with social media and 
finding out what they know, especially when it comes to like sex trafficking and stuff. Like they can pull up all the information they need, you know, from these people that are collecting information all day, you know, like the Zuckerbergs and the Twitters and yeah. yeah, there's people just just sitting on social media all day, you know, just waiting for shit to happen. <laughs> yeah, waiting for something exciting to happen. What I'm like, saying is like that's extra eyes and ears for you know for an investigation, you know, or whatever. Yeah, but they should have access to that, especially when it's something serious like a murder or, or you know sex trafficking or something like that. Uh, that's where it should, you know, like they should have access to that shit, like. Uh, Especially since these companies build a profile on you, you know, to sell you shit. But can you imagine how effective that would be to like finding people that are missing, finding, you know, people that are involved in the crazy shit, you know? If you need to know about something about somebody, like you'll know that shit, you know? Definitely. Uh, so it's yeah, only a matter of time, you know? A matter of time before they, they join forces. For the better, for the for the better, or for the for the worse, you know. Yeah, yeah, I feel like yeah, it's gonna it's gonna happen eventually, you know. There's gonna have to be like an integration between those two. It has to start being laws for a lot of this shit that's coming out too, like human laws, you know, like. Because a lot of a lot of the shit we we see it happen before. It goes through the law, through the system, through the judicial branch, you know, whatever, whatever it's called or whatever. Yeah. Uh, legislative system or whatever, you know? Exactly. But yeah. what I'm saying is, you remember how we talked about, like, anti-aging machines before? How Musk and whatever his uh, Zuckerberg wanted to live forever? hmm So they're, you know, it's not them, like, their bodies, you know, like, their bodies are going to deteriorate, right, as they age. Mm-hmm. There's nothing preventing that. It's actually what I was looking at. It's like what they want to do is take their consciousness, like the conscious, and put it into like a robot, you know, or something. To like make you live forever, basically, huh? Yeah. So your mind's gonna be like in a robot with robotic organs that are never gonna die. You know what I mean? Kind of like, kind of like what what Doctor Doctor Scott Peter Morgan is doing. Doctor Peter Scott Morgan is doing, right? Yeah. Cause he's he's a cyborg. He's he's half human, half machine, and they're trying to Neuralink's basically trying to trying to do it so that your consciousness or your your mind, your brain, or whatever you want to call it, your soul, you know, yeah, is inside of a machine and it lives forever, basically, huh? Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So, I, I kind of see that. I kind of see. I kind of see that more. You know. Yeah, it's kind of like. Uh... Or it's kind of heading, you know. And so it's a it's a different way to live forever. Like you'll live forever, but it's not it's not your you your body, you know. No, you're gonna live forever. And your consciousness, your mind, and like you know. Yeah, your emotions. Your, your way of thinking. Yeah, you think emotions probably gonna play into that probably how huh? memory all that how huh? it's like your brain's a computer basically. I feel like yeah, it's gonna be all AI, and then it's just gonna it's gonna capture whatever you you feed it. And it's gonna make make something out of that it's gonna be basically taking your brain and putting it into something else yeah it's crazy. that's crazy go okay. on to the next one i'll be right back all right let's see it's not raining cats and dogs but it's raining fish in the texas city so this comes from cron uh dot com shron uh it was raining fish 
in this eastern Texas city on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Uh, the weather forecast in Texcarana this week probably didn't predict light showers with the chance of fish. But the fishy phenomenon actually happened as a strong thunderstorm moved through the east Texas city Wednesday afternoon. Uh, James Audrist, who works for a used car dealership called Ormax, Ormax told uh, KXAN News that around 4.30 p.m. Wednesday, he and his co-workers, Brad Pratt, <laughs> that sounds like Brad Pitt and Chris Pratt had like a love child, Brad Pratt, heard loud noises when they looked outside. They were shocked to see fish slapping onto the sidewalk from above. Uh, there was a loud crack of thunder, and when he opened up the bay door, um, I looked outside, and it was raining real hard, and the fish hit the ground. Audrish told KXAN. And then I said, it's raining fish. But I was like, no, it's not. And I'm like, no, it really is. And the fish were dropping here and everywhere. All that remained as evidence of the post-apocalyptic scene were small four to five inch long fish, silver and white in color, scattered throughout the parking lot of the dealership, a dealership across the street and a tire shop next door, according to KXAN. Uh, however, local residents sold Texarana Gazette that at least four locations in town experienced fish downpour. While some people said they only witnessed a few fish come down from the skies, others reported seeing up to 30 fish. Um, in a Facebook post, the city told residents that the rare and bizarre sighting was not a trick or a joke and explained that the aquatic creatures can sometimes get swept up in strong storms like the ones they were experiencing that day. In the comments responding to the post, residents shared posts of the fish they found. So basically it was raining like fish. Fish was, was raining from the sky in the small Texas city. Damn. Um, this guy that works at a car dealership, he's car dealership. Um, he was outside, you know, kicking the shit with his friend Brad Pratt, like Brad Pitt and Chris Pratt, Brad Pratt. Uh, and then it started raining fish, and they're like, "What the fuck? It's raining fish!" And then the friend's like, "No, it's not." And he's like, "Yeah, it is. Look." Yeah. Um, so basically, when strong uh, storms uh, happen, like the one they were experiencing, a lot of fish get swept up, and they just start basically going back, you know, where. Going back into the into the land and shit. Freaking raining fish, huh? Yeah, raining fish. Animal rain is a phenomenon that occurs in small water animals like frogs, crabs, small fish are swept up yeah. in water sprouts. Imagine it raining frogs and shit. <laughs> they are rained and down at the same time as the rain. And while it's uncommon, it happens uh, in several places. So that's kind of crazy. I mean, it's kind of weird. Imagine it's a skinny smack by a fish while you're walking down the street. That doesn't, even, know, it doesn't seem like it shouldn't that shouldn't even happen, I feel like. <laughs> right, but it just does. But one time there was like last year, we had like a big storm. And yeah. I found like a random half fish bro in my backyard. Like half oh, it, rained, it rained a fish over there? It was like half of the fish, so it was like half of the fish was it was like half of its body. Damn. Like the weirdest shit ever. And my dog got into it and started eating it. And it started throwing up. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. It's, it didn't like the seafood. Nah, bro. <laughs> ah, that was horrible, man. That was a horrible thing. 
like come on like i i, I thought it out there and i was like fuck you know you're not gonna eat 10 days so she just runs over and eats them like fuck yeah she... but dogs that's she was a puppy at that time so they just kind of eat whatever you know yeah they don't care they just eat whatever they see on the ground yeah it's horrible yeah well so that's texas there's fucking uh raining fish out there yeah so let's jump on to the next one bro we have a couple more to go uh, North Korea claims that Kim, Un- Kim Jong-un's dad invented burritos. And North Korea is always lying to their fucking people, bro. Always saying that they're number one in the Olympics, even though they lost. Like, you know that, like, even if they lost the Olympics, they advertise like they won. They said North Korea won all the sports. Every single sport North Korea won. They say it on the news, right? Uh-huh. They say that North Korea won all the sports in the Olympics, even though they, even if they lost the sport, they tell their people they won all the all the sports. Yeah. But Kim uh Guac Pak theory. Kim Jong-un's dad invented burritos North Korea bizarrely claims a sale of Western dish boom. So basically burritos are booming in North Korea. Um yeah. the regiment's propaganda mouthpiece said that the late Kim Jong-il dreamed of the tech messages back in 2011 shortly before his death from a massive heart attack. And it shows a picture of like a chef and him holding up like a fucking pig upside down. Wheat wraps. They call them wheat wraps. The late Kim Jong-il picture wearing sunglasses tourist kitchen have bizarrely been credited with the venti burritos. Okay, that's the, that's the lie, bro, because fucking, uh, I had a burrito before 2011. So this, you know, we already caught them one lie. I've had them before 2011, too. The street food has also made an appearance in the recent propaganda broadcast. So it's kind of cool that Tex-Mex food is appearing in North Korea. It was in there, like, you know, this food's so popular, you know, my dad invented it. You know, he actually invented beans, you know, putting the beans, you know, the rice. <laughs> our cream, you know, they invented this, you know, the, the meat. Burrito, you know, Kim Jong-il, my dad invented this. The wild claim falls in equally bad propaganda story that alleges that Jong-il invented a dish called double bread with meat, which was uh, uncannily like a hamburger. The burritos, meanwhile, meanwhile, are called wheat wraps. Uh, <laughs> Rod Sinem. You started hamburgers too? Yeah. Yeah. Claim <laughs> Rod Simnum's newspaper claimed that Jim that John Ill's tubby tyrant son. <laughs> oh, they had to put the word tubby tyrant. Come on, man. We gotta stop body shaming people. Yeah. I see how this guy looks. Well, actually, no, Rod is not, you know, it's a newspaper, but you know, you gotta stop body shaming. It's fucked up. He's lost yeah. a lot of weight, by the way. Kim Jong-un was following the footsteps of his dad by taking a meticulous interest in the dish. The broadcast also showed a mural of Kim Jong-il grinning in a kitchen where burritos were being prepared. Damn. <laughs> but while the propaganda paints a picture of abundant street food, those have escaped the secret of state and says that such just are virtually non-existent in there. So that's crazy, bro. What do you think? You think he invented burritos? In Orsata? No, I've tried them before. Yeah. I don't know, bro. This is a straight up fucking lie. But I don't know why he lies to his people so much. He's, I think he's like an ego. He wants to feel like, like the shit, you know? 
Like, yeah, my dad invented those. Like, you know, he's like, he's a fucking kid, you know? Like, that kid in school that's always just being, like, hella, like, fucking, like, cocky, like, huh? You know, you got those new shoes? Yeah, I bought those. I bought those, like, months ago. You know, I don't wear them no more. You know, there's always that one kid that's just fucking saying shit. <laughs> oh, you got a new hoodie? Oh, yeah, I got one, but mine's just nice. You know, I got, I got mine's, you know, mine's is red instead of black, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> He's, like, that kind of person, you know what I mean? Yeah. I already had that already. Yeah, what a fucking clown. Uh, yeah, so there's this guy who's basically talking about it. What is he saying? Led the country in 2014. <laughs> he says that the, a majority of, citizens, of the citizens do not have the money to buy foreign foods out there. Oh shit! That's, so it makes sense that you know you could probably tell them that, and they probably think that it's it's actually true, you know. Yeah, and they don't think that. Oh, he he made this new new meal. You know, this is actually this tastes fire. It tastes really good. You know. Yeah. I haven't not, tried anything like this before. He basically type shit. Right. It's not a foreign dish. It's just a local dish. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I mean, that changes the perspective. I think there's a lot of miscommunication with us and them. You know. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, you know, they try to make North Korea look like, like fucking fools and idiots. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, so maybe, he, had, he also added that. But maybe. You know, simply, he, they don't have the ingredients out there to, to recreate the same food, you know, to recreate that, you know, the burrito. Right. But maybe he's like, maybe he's doing it for the good of his people. Maybe we're just painting him in the bad. Maybe we're just doing negative propaganda about him. And he's actually like trying to kind of uh, show, you know, the burritos to them and shit. Yeah. And trying to like introduce new foods and stuff. Introduce them to some new new foods. Yeah. Different culture foods. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. perhaps there were no restaurants where you could buy or eat a burrito until now. So it's like it's not now you can get burritos out there. So it's kind of he introduced that, you know. Yeah, shout out to him, you know, the wheat wraps. I want to, I want to try the wheat wrap, you know, I want to see how it tastes like. Yeah, is it, is it like a wrap, like the chicken wraps? Yeah. I feel like it's gonna be like a chicken wrap. For real? Hmm. Yeah, probably like a chicken wrap. For real? What are like, you doing? But like with uh, what? What do chicken wraps have like? Lettuce or something? Lettuce. Lettuce, sour cream, tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah. Chicken wrap. Um, did you hear about KFC? They're making that fucking uh, Beyond Chicken and shit. Yeah, huh? I mean, are you going to try it when it comes out? Probably not. I'm not going to be in a rush to try it, but I mean, if I do try it, I'll probably do maybe try it once, you know, maybe. Damn, bro. KFC is one of my favorite foods. <laughs> <laughs> not now, but, you know, like fast food just hits the spot, bro. It brings back good memories. That's a, that's all it is now, you know, it's all just memories. It's not even it's not even good. good yeah, food. It's, not, it's not how good it was, as, you know, when you were a kid, you know what I mean? I think fast food has, has lost its quality or either, you know, food palette has gotten better. 
Yeah. I remember, like, when I was a kid, you know, like, Taco Bell and fucking McDonald's and KFC were all fucking bomb, you know? Uh, that's how I feel, too. But then, I don't know, it's just, it's not the same. It's kind of fucking gross. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. It tastes like shit now. I can only try, I can only eat homemade food unless it's, like, at a good restaurant or something. Yeah, like, I go out to eat. It has to be, like, a nice restaurant, though, like, some good food. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just eat home, you know? <laughs> exactly. That was the best. Yeah. So, yeah, shout-outs to Kim Jong-un's dad for inventing wheat wraps. He definitely didn't invent burritos. His article's kind of misleading. Yeah, he, he invented wheat wraps. That's what they're talking about. Yeah, because, I mean, you could tweak it, and it's not a burrito anymore, you know? Yeah. It's just stupid, bro. It's just, like, they're just trying to, like, throw shade at him all the time. Every, every chance they get, you know? Just because he doesn't play ball with the rest of the world, you know, he's trying to just because let him be him, you know, he's not about bothering anybody right now. For real. Yeah. Anyway. Next one. Next one we got a man dies after breaking his neck trying to jump tickets, ticket barrier in the New York subway. Bro, this is kind of fucked up because I you know, sometimes when I was like, I would go on part and shit. I would jump that shit. I would jump that shit all the time, bro. Like Everyone does that shit. You just have like enough money to get there, and then you have, you know, like you're locked in bar, you know, unless you pay and get, you know, like sometimes they had enough money to get to my destination, and when I came back, I was like completely broke, and I was like, we gotta jump it. I jump it, or I get stuck in bar until you know I put money back in my car. I used to just jump that shit, bro. I think everyone did. Yeah, I don't know how it is now. I'm not in bar in years, but that's fucked up. Christopher De La Cruz died after attempting to jump the subway. I feel uh, like that shit should be free. I don't know. That's just me though. The subway. Yeah, it's public transport. It should be. It should be free if it's public. You know. Yeah. You don't. You don't pay to go to a public park. It's fucking free. Exactly, but they'll probably tax you more up the ass. Yeah. And do you think that like a million a millionaire? I mean, down, I don't know. Down the Wall Street should should not you know get a free ride. No, everyone deserves free ride. It's fucking public trans transportation, you know. Yeah. The billionaire is fucking gonna choose to take his car though. When the ship, when the ship breaks down, uh, who you know where are they gonna find the money to pay for it, or to keep the fucking people staff there, or the bathroom clean, and you know it's all like basically it just goes. The back. bathrooms are not even. I I went to New York subway. Bathrooms weren't even open. They said they're closed. They said they're open until five, but they're fucking all closed. But yeah, I like to, you know, like pay the people that work there. You know, the trolley drivers or whatever. Yeah. You know, to fix the equipment when it goes bad, and maybe I didn't probably just goes back into like into the thing. You know, who knows. I really don't care. I mean, I just drive now. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it would be better if there was, like, if it was free, more people would do it. And less people would drive. That's what I'm trying it to get be at. For, like, uh, maybe, like, low-income people that are just, like, barely making a buy, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, that are going to school and, you know, single parents and people that are, just, you know, like, they should have, like, you know, some, like, a tax break or something off it. Uh, cause this guy, bro, we should ask King Mexico if he knows more about this. I'm sure he knows, he does, huh? 
The New York subway shit? Yeah. Or uh, yeah. Manny, because I think Manny's from Queens. Uh, Christopher the Cruz of Queens, New York, was named by the New York Police Department as a man who died on Sunday morning at the Forest Hills 71st Avenue train station. De La Cruz uh, was attempting to jump the ticket barrier to use the subway without paying the 275 fare, tripping and cracking his head on the concrete floor. Oh, fuck. He I mean, his foot that- caught on it. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It should be free. Like, there's people that are like risking their lives, you know, trying to jump that shit, trying to get over it, you know. Yeah. Because they they can't afford. Like how you were saying, you couldn't afford it at times. You know, you could only afford to get there. And like. Oh uh, yeah, I spent all my money on food and shit. Okay, the there's there's people, you know, there's people like that that can't, you know, they need to get to work or whatever. They need to get somewhere, and it's like, that's their only form of transportation. Transportation, you know. Yeah. They're not, they're not, like, fucking paying for gas. Like, they're not putting, you know... What about buses and shit? Are like, Muni and BART, they're, like, private companies? I think they are, yeah. Yeah, so it's, like... There's, um... It's not, like, city-owned, you know, or, like, county-owned or state-owned. Yeah. It's, like, private corporations, like, Caltrans, Muni. They're all private shit, you know, private companies. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think we'd we'd ever see that unless they make a big deal with them. But like this this state, but I don't think the state would ever do that. I mean, I think the way that's why they do it that way. These third party, you know, even like fast track, all that shit's like. I mean, fast track's fucking stupid. Like going to your house. I say fuck fast track. (laughs) But yeah, going to your house is like if you want to go on the fast lane, you gotta pay seventy five cents for every like. It's like stupid, you know. And then they fucking they send you tickets and shit if you don't pay it or whatever. Like if you don't, <laughs> you know, they fucking they charge you up the ass. Charge you up the ass. I learned that the hard way. I had a friend back in the day when I lived in Blow, my neighbor. This guy, he he's my my like he lived like a couple of complexes down to mine, and he was super cool. We'd have some beers sometimes, and you know, chill. Uh. But he kept like the dealer plates on his uh, on his car, and he would commute from like Martinez to Vallejo. And whenever he passed the fast track, like it would just scan the dealer plate, like when it mm-hmm. scanned his actual license plate. And his car was like two years old, and he saw like the dealer plate mm-hmm. on it. I'm like, uh, I mean, I already knew what he was doing, but it was, like he had gone the, the car like two years ago, and he still had the dealer plates. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you know, I should have kept mine. So that was the time I was commuting and it was like six bucks, bro. And it's just, that's just expensive, bro. I mean, they changed that shit recently with the dealer, with the dealer plates. Like now it's all, it's a paper place now. Yeah. So you can see the actual number and they can actually track you. That's the reason why they changed it actually. Yeah. Cause of that shit. Yeah. But it's just crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. It's funny, but it's also crazy. It's, it sucks if you get caught cause then you're fucked. But if you don't get caught, it's fun, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, bro. I'm sure he have, you know, I'm sure he, he saved a lot of money in that time. A horrifying surveillance video released by the New York Post shows that Dela Cruz was trying to jump over the turnstile after he entered the subway station. But he initially falls and appears to drop his phone. He then appears to stumble the Stumble briefly for repeatedly trying to hop over another turnstile. What the fuck? So he did, hopped over two of them. Yeah, on his final attempt, he can be seen losing his balance and flipping over the barrier, hitting his head on the floor. Oh, oh shit! 
jump to the one, two, three. And the third one is what caused him to die, bro. But he said that he fell on the concrete and broke his neck. He was pronounced dead at the scene. Officers were reportedly told the New York Post that the victim was attempting to evade the affair when the tragedy unfolded. The NYPD said medical examiner said to confirm the cause of death. So that's just fucked up, bro. Christopher de la Cruz, man, rest in peace, bro. He didn't deserve to die that way. He didn't deserve to go out that way, dude. I gotta feel for his family, bro. Dude, that's fucking sad. <laughs> yeah, this is a young guy too, bro. Yeah. He was a... Uh... Oh, fuck, bro. I think I stumbled upon the video by accident. All right, shit. This is probably graphic. Bro, like some African website that has a video. That's just so fucked up. Yeah, he looked like a nice guy. <laughs> but I looked it up on Google, like some African website, South African website has actual footage. <laughs> so rest in peace, Christopher De La Cruz from Queens, New York, man. Uh, he didn't, you know. Yeah, for real. He didn't have to go out like that, bro. I mean, just like, fuck, bro. I wish I could have given you the money, you know. If you yeah, know, right? That's what, I'm, yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. Like this, like in a heartbeat. Like I wouldn't even like thank you now. But it's just like that, bro. I mean, we gotta start helping each other more as like humans. You know, we gotta start looking out for each other more. You know, checking in on our peoples, and our family, and our friends and shit like that. You know, like yeah, for talking to some, you never know what somebody's going through. You know, it's like I'm sure that I don't know. I mean. It's crazy because everyone does this, but it's just one of those times where it's just catch as you and boom, bro. I mean, maybe he didn't have the money, bro, but it wasn't worth it, bro. It's not worth it. And I don't know, man. Hopefully this is a lesson for people, you know. Not trying to do this, you know, anymore. You know, I'm definitely not doing this. Not that I'll ever probably step foot in the bar again in my life. Who knows? Maybe again in the future, but... Yeah, I, I fuck with a public transport. I don't. There's no reason not to fuck with the. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just not like. Uh, there's no bar here. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. the bar comes up to Sacramento. I can go all the way down to visit and just chill on the bar. That'd be sick, huh? Fuck yeah, bro! They gotta make like from Sacramento to basically from my area, like Sacramento. There should be like an easy way to get to the Bay Area and an easy way to get to San Jose, like. I think, you know, we're at the point where there has to have that, uh, we have to have that, that connection. connection. Yeah, bro. Connect cities. Even to Vallejo, you can't even get from, like, San Francisco to Vallejo. Park doesn't even go up there. And take a couple hours, like, two, three hours, huh? Yeah, they two hours. that shit, bro, because, man, I'm trying to see my, my people. The next one, we got Paps Blue Ribbon deletes their tweet about eating ass, saying they were in poor judgment. Why, bro? Just let them do their fucking tweet. What the fuck? Pabst Blue Ribbon does taste like ass, though. Wait, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what it tastes like, but... It tastes bad, though. Three days into the New Year's, we already have our first... Uh, our first fucking fuck-up. Uh, Pabst uh, Brewing Company apologized today for a string of crude tweets and replying to them, taking aim at Daniel Dry January... Tita floor movement. Uh, actually, shout out to Pass Blue Ribbon, bro. Um, I tagged them on my Instagram for a scene of my comment where, uh, what's his face? Uh, 
What's the character of the comic's name, bro? The Brock Lesnar guy. <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Yeah, let me see if I can pull it up. Uh, Croc Lesnar? Doug. Doug. Yeah. Croc uh, Lesnar. When Doug goes into the fridge and gets uh, the past blue ribbon. Can you see that? Yeah, huh? Not really. Nah. That doesn't work. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I, no, you gotta put it later on in the in the video. You just throw it up on there. Yeah, boom. So basically, uh, when I tagged them on it, they actually like 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 my my comment and shit. So basically, like there's you know they they're super uh, friendly with their with their fans and shit. Uh, That's sick. That's dope. They saw the they saw the comic. Huh? Yeah, they saw it and liked it. And I think they I think they put it on their story too. If I remember, I don't remember if they did or not, but they actually like, gave me a thumbs up and shit. Um, what an what an edgy approach by Pat's Blue Ribbon, though. So basically, they said you're not not drinking this January. Try eating ass. I <laughs> <laughs> drink drinking this January. Try uh, tweet pointed out this is dry January. Up. So it's for people that. That goes sober during the month of January. That's, that's kind of silly. Uh, and as we pointed out to a marketing program called Let January announced that with a tacky testosterone field piece of artwork featuring dolphins on a jet ski. Within a few hours, the tweets were deleted along with replies that continue the crass commentary. We apologize about the language and the context of our recent tweets. Um, the tweets in questions were written in poor judgment by one of our associates. Nick really, vice president of marketing said in the statement, sad we in no way does the content of those three reflect the values of past and our associates who are handling the matter internally and have removed the tweets from the social platforms. Pushing boundaries and polarizing fans. Twitterverse responded quickly. People started, I don't know what this is about, but this is hilarious, mm-hmm. someone said. And past Blue Ribbon replied, it's about ass. And eating it. Stupid. <laughs> boundary pushing is nothing new for past Blue Ribbon social media voice. Though it's first uh, time the marketing team has walked itself back on. So basically, a session in the past has has gotten them in trouble. But they actually have a cool line of you know they have a lot of they have like coffee and shit, uh, and they have like a lot of new shit that they're coming out with. Oh really? Yeah, they have like a lot of. Uh, like their lineup is fucking fire for a lot of their shit that that they released. Mm. Interesting. And their products. Um, and past blue room, I mean, it's not horrible, dude. It's not. It's like a good beer to like have. Like it's not bad. It's like a good beer to have like on Fourth of July, you know, summer kind of kind of beer. Yeah, huh? Have a hard coffee and yeah. a whiskey, and. They have a lot of like different flavors. They have an extra past blue and the easy one and an alcoholic. And they have seltzers too, like hard coffee, a strong 8% seltzer. 8% seltzer, bro. Damn. Wild berry and uh they have a coffee too. And a hard tea too. And a coffee Damn. and whiskey. So I definitely, you know, I definitely want to try out their seltzers. It's eight percent alcohol. We gotta try try one on the next one. You down? I'll be down for that. Okay, I'll I'll find it somewhere. You know, I'll find it at 
Probably to the wine more. To the wine or fucking Bevmo or whatever, wherever they got it. Yeah. So that was a wrap for this episode, man. I feel how long, didn't it? Yeah, this was a, kind of a long one, a lengthy episode. Lengthy episode. Uh, I don't know, bro. We'll... We covered a lot, though. We we really did cover a lot. And I think we're going tactics. We went into more detail, like than before. You know, like more like I think we already found our what works, and we found like our flow and shit. I would like uh, we're becoming experts on the field of all the shit you know that we've read in the past. You know, I feel like I know a lot about futurology now. Yeah, um, we're just hella hella shit now. So, is there anything else you want before we close out the episode? Anything else you want to say? Any shout outs? Happy New Year. I mean, blessings oh. out to everyone, whoever's listening, you know. Happy New Year's, man. And definitely thanks for checking us out. Uh, all the articles are down below on uh, the description if you want to check them out yourself. Uh, on, the, on, the, on the notes in the, in the bottom. And if you got any recommendations, let us know. We're any recommendations? And any anything cool you guys find you want us to talk about? If you guys want to come on and shoot the shit with us, you know, fucking hit us up. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're always, we're fucking, you know, we're always fucking just shooting the shit here every Tuesday, uh, Tuesday night at 9, 9 p.m. And follow us on all the social media platforms. Futurero Podcast. Uh, Quintero Studios and Stopian Comics. Check that out. And without further ado, that was a wrap. And thank you for listening. Later. Late.